Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Zero for Hire podcast, and I am in the thralls of creativity and uh, in between that and a, and a rut. So I'm really in between a rut and really just breaking out and being creative. And I don't know what side of which I'm on. So I thought I'd talk about it because it's not something that I think I've talked about for a while. Um, if you hear me sniffing a bunch, I apologize. I, I don't know what's going on in Arkansas right now, uh, but my allergies are nuts. Like, absolutely. Uh, I work in Branson, Missouri, and I cross the state line, and I'm fine. And then I cross back into Arkansas, and I can't breathe for hours until I like get a, a pill or something. And I can't take Benadryl because I'll be, like, screwed up for days and days. Anyways, I'm not going to rant about that too much. But that's why I'm, I'm sniffing and stuff. My nose is completely stuffy. It's terrible. Um, so, I've been in a creative rut. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I've thought too much about the reasons why or... Anything like that. I'm just I'm just looking at like what's happening. So recently I got a cinema camera and I was very excited. I got a a Ninja 5 monitor to go with my cinema camera. And I was really excited to start filming some stuff. And I shot that two-minute western with my kids, and that was a lot of fun. And then immediately I just lost all creativity. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. And I guess what I need to do is kind of just talk about it. And maybe I'll work through it. But I think there's some other things that need to be worked out as well. So it's just like this big ball of vague. I know for a fact that this morning... I prayed to God about some things I've been struggling with uh, spiritually and emotionally. And I just I hadn't been praying about those things. So that was a big first step, I think. Because it's easy to feel like I have this really mundane problem and praying about it isn't really going to change anything or it's too mundane to be you know to be bothered with but I don't think that's true I think that God really genuinely cares about who you are and what you're going through um it's kind of what he does you know he doesn't care about um I don't want to say he doesn't care he's he's not nothing is so mundane that he doesn't care that's what I'm trying to say and so I've been going through some spiritual things, uh, some emotional things, and it's things that I normally wouldn't talk to a bunch of people about, but I haven't been praying about them either. And God is like the one dude that will be by you no matter what. Um, God's with you in the gallows. He will hang with you in the gallows. Like that's how close God is. So I start talking to him about some of my issues you know, the really small stuff and the, and the stuff that was bothering me personally that I felt like I couldn't really talk to anybody about. So I prayed about that stuff and I genuinely felt 
a lot better because it kind of felt like God was saying, like, you know that you can talk to me about anything and you're walking around like embarrassed and not wanting to talk to people about stuff, but I'm always here. That's what I felt like God was saying. You know, like he's not like everybody else. He's not going to throw that stuff back in your face first time you start having a bad day. Um, you might, like, I'd be like really genuinely uh, feeling like I'm a disappointment to my family or to people around me or something. And God doesn't, doesn't like see things that way. And, you know, sometimes it's because of like behavior or sin or something like that. Like you're, you're walking in dis disobedience and still he's like, look, let's just take this thing that's holding you is clearly is dragging you down. Let's just put this away. Stop carrying that burden. Let's just put that down. And, and then you and me, we go, we go over here and we just deal with, you know, and you just, we'll just continue moving forward. You don't have to walk around with these burdens. And that's, I wasn't expecting to talk about repentance, but like, like, like that's what repentance is. Like when you're carrying some sin, you're carrying some heart or some unforgiveness or something like, and then you take it to God and he's just like, cool. Now this is mine to deal with. Just put it down. You ain't got to deal with that. Let's, let's just continue to walk. And now, you know, you want to think about your creativity and stuff like that. Well, we can, we can look at that instead. We don't have to, you don't have to worry about all of this, like bitterness and sin and these things that are bothering you and holding you down you don't want that i don't want you to have that that's not for you put it down let's go and so i've been i've been able to really look at the last few months of being in this creative rut so like i said i bought the, i bought the cinema camera i got a couple of lenses that i've been wanting to get and I bought a Ninja V monitor, Ninja 5. So, let's talk about those things. The cinema camera is a 1080p camera that can shoot 60 frames per second in certain setting. And the monitor was supposed to be a 4K monitor that can record up to 60 frames per second. And then what happened was I, I became immediately disappointed with the stats with the specs because I found out the monitor was like on my M50 just a waste of time just a complete waste of time the monitor itself you have to download for extra money codecs to record in like ProRes or you know different different codecs it's supposed to be smoother for editing it's supposed to be like what all the big shots are using I can't do that unless I'm willing to drop like another $200, which I'm not willing to do that because I got bills and stuff going on. I can't just be dropping money on more stuff. Uh, so that was a disappointment. And then it turns out that I can't record through my camera at 4K 60. Like I could probably force the settings to record at 4K 60. I don't know how to do that, by the way. Still haven't figured it out. But even if I did that, the camera is going to record at 1080p, if that's what the output is. You can't force a camera to record at something higher than what it can record just because the monitor has the capability of doing that. The monitor is nothing but a screen recorder. So the monitor is literally just going to 
record what the output of the HDMI is. Now, for the and that's for my M50. For the M50, I'm going to get 4K 30. And it's not even like a true 4K. It's like interlaced. You know what I mean? So it's like a step below 4K interlaced. I was really disappointed to learn that. And it's not going to be 4K 60. It's going to be 4K 30 interlaced. I might as well keep it at 24 frames per second. So at least it looks normal. Um, so I got that going on. With the APS-C sensor, it's highly cropped. And I got to figure that out with like using wide-angle lenses and stuff. So that really disappointed me. I don't have the dynamic range I wanted with the M50. Um, and again, this is why you get a cinema camera. The cinema camera takes care of the dynamic range. It has built-in ND filters. If these num if the, all of these specs are going over your head, don't worry about it. These are just like stuff that I've been studying for years. Oogling and, and going gaga over. And now I have it. And um, I'm a little bit disappointed. With my Canon R, I can shoot 4K60 uh, HDMI output and HDR, but that's not a process I'm used to working with. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then you know we still have the issue of the Canon R technically belongs to my wife. I mean I have access to it, but it's not my camera. That's my wife's camera. It's a step up from the M50. It's a big step up. It's actually competitive to the cinema camera that I have, and see how it can record. HDR, HDMI output at 4K 60. I guess it's it's you know supersedes my camera, and yet for a 1080p 60 frames per second cinema grade camera with high dynamic higher dynamic range than what the Canon R outputs, it's really 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 good looking 1080p, and so I like psyched myself out. 1080p is not as good as 4K. Everybody's all 4K, you know, but now I'm shooting Canon. If you really want to be doing video in 4K, you should be shooting on Sony anyway because it's sharper, which is what people are looking for. But I don't like that look. I hate sharper. I hate sharp video. I'm not saying I want it to be out of focus. I'm saying this, this super crisp, robotic-looking, like... Car car salesman commercial video. I don't want that. Um, you know your marketing videos. Now there's a time for that when you want it to look super professional. But like when I'm thinking cinematic storytelling, I want you to feel what I'm filming. That ain't it. That's why I go with Canon. I like soft images. I like soft color colors. I like. There's some things I want to experiment with vision and I just like I psyched myself out so bad that I forgot to experiment, you know. So that's something that I have to get out of my system. Or that I had to get out of my system, just to say it. There's some disappointment there. If there's any filmed junkie, you know, video junkies out there, you know what I'm talking about. You can relate. Hit me up. Let me know what the comments. Because uh, cause I need to hear from you. Now, the, the gold little lenses, I'm a vintage lens shooter. And it lends itself to my image and film preference. Which is, again, why I use Canon. Uh, vintage lenses are softer. Vintage lenses have 
um, what they call character, which just is just another way of saying it's not perfect and super sharp every time. I have lenses for that. If I want it to be super sharp every time, I have more than one very expensive lens for that and a, and a decent tripod and a monopod now. I have a great monopod now. I'm, I love having that thing. But my vintage lenses are what I... Like, it makes my film look like memories. It makes your video look like memories. Like how you remember something. I love the feeling there. And yet, this this eases me into the next thing. I don't have nobody to work with. I shot the one little mini doc for the guy that was building bunk beds. And ever since that, I haven't done anything with anybody. Um, I came to a new church... I want to do video, I want to do photography, um, I want to do that stuff, and the more I pursue it, the more I feel like I'm stepping on somebody else's toes, because they have a guy that does video, they have a, a couple of other photographers there that have their own photography businesses, and it's like, this stuff is highly personal to people, people get their feelings hurt when you let somebody else do it, we can't, they can't work together, you know, apparently, like, this, is like, every photographer I've ever met, like, on a local level, there's not, there's not, like, a whole lot of camaraderie, like, my boy Jordan isn't like that, like, he's hired me to be his cameraman for certain projects, and I'm willing to do it, um, but a lot of people ain't, ain't really about that camaraderie, they feel competitive, and they feel insecure, and they make it, like, not pleasurable and so that's unfortunate because I, I will want to make more friends in that area I want to make more friends that share that interest and I guess because it's a business or something like people just ain't they're not there they don't want to they don't seem to want to want friends and people to work with they, they just want to do it themselves and uh, yeah it sucks it sucks because I'm not making no connections I'm not I'm not really meeting up with people. And in the business side of things where I'm doing photography as a business and I'm extremely grateful for that, I'm not making creative connections with people that want to work. So again, that puts me back in the same position. Uh I think I might I'm not looking at like prospects for the future too much. It's all these things have put me in a creative rut. Um, the other thing was like, I haven't been doing film photography or uh, street photography for two reasons. One, I've been too busy just trying to take care of my family and, and, you know, all these other projects I got going on. I haven't really taken time to just like go out and take walks and stuff. Um, living in the mountains, that's actually a real chore. You know, just taking a walk, that can mean like walking 45 degrees upward. You know, it's not just like going to the, going down the corner, like you're literally walking 35 degrees up or down a mountain, a literal mountain, and it's a lot of work, so sometimes I'm just, like, not really in the mood for all that, sometimes it's, um, it's fighting the weather and the terrain, sometimes it's fighting time, you know, um, and, and it's not, you know, shooting, doing street photography in a rural area is not the same as doing it in a city area, like, now that I work in Branson, I think I could probably find some spots, but I really have to find the time to do it with it being a half hour away. So those those issues, instances. And then the major thing that's getting to me is I've been looking for 
answers on what do you do with your thousands of photos? You know, I've been taking hundreds and thousands of photos. I'm filling up hard drives with all these digital photos. What do I do with them? What do I do? Because I'm not working for like a magazine. I'm not getting paid. I'm not working for any websites. All of these photo companies, they want you to pay them so they can show your work. So it's not, I'm never, I'm getting, I'm going backwards. I'm not in a position where I'm getting paid to do anything. Um, It's not being featured anywhere. Uh, If I show people in real life, they're like, huh, that's cool. And that's about the end of it. So they don't really care. I don't don't want to force something that people don't care. I don't want to force it on them. So now I just got all this photography that I enjoyed, but I don't know what to do with it. It's just filling up my hard drives, you know, like, and then I'm sentimental. So I don't want to just delete all my hard drives and start over. There's a lot of photos that I like and there's a lot of photos that don't like, and I'm scared to delete anything because I'm like, what if I, what if I, uh, you know, what if I want it later kind of thing. Sometimes I'll sit down to solve this problem and I'll just end up sorting. When you start sorting photos on like the thousands level, that's time consuming. Now, great. um, um, On the upside, I have sorted literally um, 30, 40,000 photos and I've narrowed them down to the best photos, I think. I have two or three large categories to go through one is about 2300 photos and the other one's about 3000 photos and when i'm done with those i'm done i'm done with the whole catalog i think and i can move on to something else just some days i feel like doing it some days i don't and then when i'm done what am i gonna do with them i don't know man i'm not finna print 30,000 photos you know that's easily five or six hundred dollars so i'm not finna do that and then when I print them, what am I going to do with five or six hundred photos or, you know, thousand photos or whatever? What am I going to do with this stuff? Like, I don't know. It's There seems to be no exit plan for photographers. So I got to get into some clubs or some contests or an agency or something like. And the bottom line is I need purpose behind the things that I'm doing. You know, not just purpose as a person, but purpose behind the things I'm doing. Like, just be doing stuff with no purpose is unsatisfying and not very fulfilling at all. Like it's on, it's on the same level as like being a person who just watches TV and that's it. Like you just, you just watch TV, you just watch Hulu, watch Netflix. And then that's it. That's all you did with your whole day. You know, like if I have a day where like I'm playing a video game, a part of me is like, yeah, I want to, I want to finish this game cause I want to see what happens. But the other part of me is like, dang, all I did was play this game. That's why I'm like Fortnite. I have I have won many of Fortnite tournaments, but I shouldn't say tournaments, like games. You know, a tournament would be something else. Victory Royale, yay, let's play again. It's endless. There's no point to it. I don't like that. I want a point for what I'm doing, you know? And I had the same thing when I was doing music. It's like you I record music, I put it out there. It's like now what? People listening to it? I don't know. Crazy Christian culture stories. I record them. I put them together. I do the research. I put it out there. Okay. Now what? It's, that was a really weird one. Because that one is like, I'll get 
six thousand uh, six hundred plays on a video, which is good. Like three comments, two comments. Some uh, like sometimes it's just weird stuff. Like you know, some dude will be like, "Oh, the great spiritual, you know, star god something." I'm like, "Are you having an event?" Like I don't know what what this comment is. So you know, there's that. But aside from like the crazy weirdo comments, it's like, was it was this good? Was it not good? You. I, I, in the videos, I'm like, ask for, I want to comment. No engagement, none, none. You know, several hundred, sometimes thousands of plays. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this no more. And people are like, no, no, you can't do that. This is really good. This is like the best thing you've done. Is it though? Like, I'm not getting any engagement. <laughs> I'm doing all this creative stuff and I'm getting like nothing in return. And I don't know what to do. Like, when I say nothing in return, it's like, look. If you're not getting no engagement, you're not getting no feedback, you're not getting featured, you're not being put on a compilation of any kind, you don't you don't get paid for it. Um why do you go to work and then you don't get paid, you know? Why do you ladies, like you you put on makeup, you do your hair, you get your nails did, you get all dressed and that, you know, and everything. Nobody says anything about how you how nice you look that day. Like you don't feel a little weird or empty about that. Maybe you do it for you, and I respect that. And to a degree, we all do stuff for us. But like, why though? You know what I mean? Like when you're creative, it's an impulse you can't control. It's like, why are you tapping your foot? I don't know, man. I just I just let me do this. This is that's what being creative is. And um, I've been in this rut. I was like. It's not so much that I can't come up with things to be creative about so much as it's like, it feels like there's no point. It feels like there's nothing in it for me. I'm just doing stuff so so I don't have to sit still and so I don't have to watch TV. It really is like, for what I'm getting back, for what I'm doing in my life, I might as well just watch TV, you know? I might as well just be on Hulu and Netflix and, and, and that's it. And consume... <laughs> that feeds it. That feeds the problem. Because it's like I watch something like The Boys or Gen, Gen V or something. I haven't watched Gen V. But there's one show we watch called Upload. And it's 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 vapid. A lot of stuff on TV is just vapid and empty and stupid. And you think to yourself, I could do better than that. But I'm not, you know. Um, largely because you're not supposed to be just do stuff by yourself. I'm not doing stuff by myself. I'm not doing it to do it by myself. Like... There's no point in it. There's no purpose there. So it's weird, man. It's weird. Like, if it was just like me and God, I don't know what it would be. And I don't know if I have a creativity thing like that. Like, I can't really, like, worship, join the worship team as a creative outlet. Um, one, because they're doing, like, Christmas carols and stuff. There's no spot for me there. But two, it's like, that's not really a creative outlet. That's a worship, that's like a responsibility. And I kind of doubt that, like, if I got on the worship team, I would be able to have any sort of creative input anyway. I would just be, like, serving a position. More like a tool, you know? And I seem to be pretty good at being a tool on my own without without any other people telling me what to do. Um, And I don't mind serving. I love serving other people. I love seeing other people happy. I love making people happy. I love um, 
I love all that stuff. But yeah, this creativity thing has got me in the rut, and I don't really, I don't really know what to do about that. I don't know if I'm really ever this vulnerable on the podcast. So if this is like your first time listening to the show, or you know, something like that, like I, I apologize. This is weird. This is not meant to be like some weird therapy session or something. It's just sometimes you just got to be vulnerable and, and put stuff out there, and maybe, maybe in response, you guys will help me find a solution to my problem or we can at least have some interesting discussion together. I mean, it's all about feedback and, and community and, um, yeah, maybe there's something there at the end of the line. Anyways, that's, that's all I care to talk about right now. Um, there's, that's probably a lot more to it. I don't want to get into like just complaining about stuff or, there's a lot going on this year and I'm trying to work through it. But I just like, if you pray, if you ever pray for me, pray about me getting my passion back for photography for sure. You know, because I'm at the point to where I'm carrying around my little pocket cam again, just in hopes that I will get a cool photo, something for me that I'll enjoy. And I like, I see things. I'm looking at stuff right now. Like literally right now I'm looking at things that I could photograph, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll do some stuff before I go to bed. But I'm just trying to find, you know, what makes me happy again and, and do that. And uh, I want to find a purpose for my art, find a purpose for my work. Um, you know, I have some other things in mind for our photography. And a lot of it's kind of an investment that we never made because I guess, you know, we were in a rut and the faith's not, we don't have the faith not faith in God, but faith in ourselves, faith in our own work to really invest in, the, you know, prints and stuff like that's an expensive endeavor. And we did, we did invest. We, we did have enough faith to go out and buy a cinema camera and all of the equipment to do a full on documentary. Like I could legitimately do a documentary in about two days, filmed and edited, done 15 minute documentary. I could do it. Um, but I haven't met nobody that wants to do that. I haven't met nobody that wants to do it for free even, you know, like I haven't met a person that wants to do a photo shoot somewhere interesting. Like there's this, uh, there's this liquor store called wild bills that I would love to do like this cool Western thing. It's a little bit cold now. They would have been better in the summer, but I'm just saying like, there's all these beautiful places, great opportunity. I have not met people that want to do stuff like that. Like nobody wants to hang out go do a photo shoot or work on a video, do a documentary, you know, like I haven't met those people yet. I'm sure they're out there. And that's part of the frustration is like, I haven't made these connections yet. I haven't made these relationships. And I'm still trying to remain positive and just stay upbeat about things like that, because that's, that's, you know, it's possible. The world is full of opportunity. There's no reason to be sad and depressed like like we did when we were in Michigan. Um, this is a new day. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about this stuff now. I'm for real going to wrap it up. Um, just me jamming with y'all, being vulnerable, stuff like that. I will, uh, I'll come back again later this week with, with some other stuff I got in the works but tonight just had a lot on my mind glad to get it out 
and uh, we'll keep moving forward. All right, talk to you guys later.